Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Welcome. Hello, Welcome. hello. Hi, guys. Who have we got here this week? Bree? Sam is here. <laughs> <laughs> Bree and Sam. And Sam. <laughs> I'm here. It's David. Hello. And Bruce. And Brittany. Um, we are continuing on with our Proverbs podcast, looking at the character, the wise. And this week, we're actually jumping into Proverbs 1533, if you want to turn there, or um, we'll just have Bree read it for us. Yeah. Let's go ahead and start. Proverbs 1533, the fear of the Lord is the instruction for wisdom. Now, a lot of times this is kind of a scary, for me, it's kind of a scary verse. I don't have a great reaction at first to it. Why do you think that is? You know, I, for me, I just don't like the word fear. For me, that sounds like I need to be scared. That means I need to run and hide. It means to, I need to like, protect myself. For So when I hear fear, I just automatically, it turns me off. So instead, I have to think of it as like a respect for the Lord, a reverence, a humility, um, because that doesn't scare me as much as the word fear. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, but so what, how do we interpret this? Sam, you had something really interesting to say that I'd love for you to share. I'm actually stealing John Lynch's analogy where he, where he thinks of it as like an instructor standing in front of a classroom telling, like, if you think of what a wise instructor would tell you in pursuing knowledge, not just pursuing it for the sake of knowing things, Mm -hmm. um, but like what a wise person helping you through life would tell you to pursue and know. Yeah, isn't that interesting that just pursuing knowledge for knowledge's sake, just that kind of that prideful wanting knowledge, that's not apparently what the instruction of wisdom, the fear of the Lord really leads us to. Yeah. Um, Now that we're talking about it, I can think of a personal example where recently someone told me about a scary movie they watched. I don't like scary movies, (laughs) but I was curious and I wanted to know what happened. So I went and read the plot and fully regretted it. (laughs) That's knowledge I super wish I did not have. (laughs) Completely unwise. So, yeah, that was a different kind of fear. That wasn't that. (laughs) So so can you tell us about the movie? It was fear of the movie instead of fear of the Lord. Unwise. Unwise. Well, David, what do you what do you think about this first? What what how does the fear of the Lord lead us to mm-hmm. wisdom? I think one of the things that we want to keep in mind is the reason we're going through Proverbs other than it's great is that we're trying to connect and in in some ways demystify that uh, maybe Proverbs doesn't connect to a New Testament theology of grace. And it does. It absolutely does. And Proverbs is the working out of a God who is the same. But we get to interact with this God in a new, wonderful way since the New Testament. And so this fear of the Lord, it, it makes sense that it would give us a sense of, oh, we're we're, we're scared of him. And, and in some ways, I mean, he, he is awe-striking, and that's not even enough. The word phobos is in the Bible in reference to God. Like, we should... But phobos? Fear him, sorry. Oh, okay. Um, yes. But... <laughs> like phobia. Yeah. Oh, there, there we go. go. Okay, yeah. I'm on board. Continue. Yeah. Go on some Latin. <laughs> yeah. Or some language. Um, <laughs> so there's several different ways, but that, that first key is to realize that this God is is so absolutely for us and the fear of him is, um, well, there's several things. I'm not going to steal Bruce's thing because it's wonderful. And I'm not going to steal Brittany's thing because later on I think it's so applicable. But for me, he set you up. Right? Yeah. Yeah. One, of, one of the ways that I look at it is as I grow in my understanding of a good God who loves me in a in sincerely fallen world with sincerely fallen flesh, but knowing who he says I am, 
As I investigate who he is, I only get in touch with how much I don't know about him. And it's somewhat like walking into a library and seeing, oh my gosh, there's more books than I could ever, ever read. And then realizing that that's just the foyer mm -hmm. of one of the wings to a mansion that is unexplorable. And there is a sense of, of the weight of the bigness of God that crushes and scrambles my little mind. And yet that is not what God wants to impress on me. Instead, in grace, what he wants to impress on me is that his love is infinitely more explorable. His acceptance is infinitely, immeasurably more than what can be thrown at me in this world. If this world is finite and he is infinite, then the fear that I have of him is my also my reprieve from believing that he's not big enough to be able to accomplish what I fear or to be able to accomplish standing against what I fear. And so in the same way that I am fearful that he is too much for me, I'm also convinced that he is everything and more than I could ever consider knowing. Even as I get to heaven, there'll be more to explore. So that is how I deal in that kind of that mystical realm of like, Whoa, the fear of the Lord is his bigness. And that's also my, my constant faith producing like, yeah, this is bigger than me. Hmm. I think about the commentary on this verse for me, thinking back, David, to what you said that we're understanding Proverbs from the gospel of grace. We're understanding Proverbs from the standpoint of God living in us now and being for us. Mm -hmm. So first Peter five and six, where it says, uh, humble yourself under God's mighty hand. There's that fear aspect, right? Humble yourself under God's mighty hand that he can lift you up in due time, which is his time. But that goes to what you were just saying, that God is for us. He actually wants us to humble ourselves so that we will understand that he is to be feared in humility and we will understand that he is for us. He's going to raise us up. He's going to give us influence. He's going to help us love other people. So the second half of this verse in Proverbs says, and humility comes before glory or before honor. That's why these two verses in first Peter five and six mm -hmm. and and uh, Proverbs fifteen thirty three, they they go together. So the way we understand humility is um, that we learn to trust God yeah. and others with ourselves. And so the one I fear the most is the one I will trust. Mm -hmm. And that humility will go before the honor that God wants me to have. He he's not against me; it's for me. Yeah. He wants to give me honor, and so that fear is really the the sweet gift that he can give to us to say, hey, trust me, and I'm going to take you places that you didn't imagine. I just love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. when, you know, when you said that, it instantly brought to mind what Jesus said. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. And I thought, what are we grafting ourselves into? Yeah. What? Where are we getting our nutrients? Where are we getting our source of life? And when you talk about trust, what are you plugging into? That's that's what connected in my brain. And then, Brittany, you were talking about something I thought was really applicable along that line. Well, I was just thinking about how 
when we're in a situation and we know we need wisdom, as we've been talking about, we want to act wisely. If, if God really is my final authority, if he really is who I, who I fear and therefore trust, if he is who I care most about abiding with rather than for my, my own desires or what other people might think, if, if that's where my, my respect and my, just coming under comes to, if I really mm-hmm. come under the yeah. Lord and then, and first asking, okay, God, who are you in this situation? Okay. You are magnificent and mighty and sovereign and all of these things. Okay. What do you say? Because I will follow what you say because you are who I, who I come under. You are my final authority. And because of those things, who do you say that I am? And really those three questions, I think in most situations will lead me to wisdom. Even if it's not perfect, Mm -hmm. it's, it's still trying to live out Mm -hmm. the Lord's wisdom because I am choosing to come under because I, I have such awe and respect um, for him and wanting to be under his authority and that what, what we're dealing with as fear here um, that awe and respect and coming under, then I will actually live out. I will have that heartfelt obedience because I trust him because I trust that he actually does know better than me, that he is bigger than me. He is mightier than me. And I am like you were saying, David, I am so small when I really realize and go to who he is that why wouldn't I walk forward? Even if it looks like I'm going to suffer, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's what I don't feel like doing or whatever wisdom is asking of me, if I really have come back to that fear and reverence for the Lord, then why wouldn't I trust him? Why wouldn't I walk forward in what he's asked me to do? Yeah. This is one of the reasons why we have a new devotional that we're writing as a team. And one of the, maybe the things that people say to us, and they may say to John when he's out there sometimes is you guys talk too much about identity. You talk too much about the same thing, the same things. And we're going to write to identity over 25 times in this devotional. It's on purpose because what Brittany just said about identity as we're again, tying back this, uh, new Testament reality to these, these proverbs, if your identity is still based in here is what I do, therefore it's my worth or God is angry with me or whatever the, the bevy of things that you believe your identity, if, if it is misplaced, then you can't be in that place of trusting God for him wanting good for you outside of your performance. Mm-hmm. And when you can reach a sense of at least accepting that that's a possibility and growing into that, you can start to read these from a place of a different kind of fear. And what makes me think about it is when you think of being so small, that can be actually fearful, scary. And you can look at the very same thing and you can think, oh my gosh, the goodness of God is so much bigger than me. What are the possibilities when I am this small? You can look at the exact same reality and you can see it from two different ways. And so that's why we keep connecting Mm -hmm. this back. It's never going to be any less important. It's never going to be something that we can just grasp and get on with it. It's an every day. This is at the bedrock of, of every piece of wisdom that we engage with and trust. This is what we fear. We fear the identity that God gives us that is not our own making. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't even really think about that, that I can be so small and that can be a negative thing that can be 
I, I don't mean anything. Or I can be so small in the hands of a wonderful God who adores and delights in me. And it's a safe thing. It makes me feel safer in this crazy world to be encompassed by a God that is so big and that adores me. But if I don't believe that he adores me, then being so small means that I'm insignificant. It means that I have to fight for what I need or what I want and that God's just going to bowl over me. And the experience of that is opposite. Yes. That's the difference between providence and punishment, how we see God yeah. and what he's doing. Yeah. John and I were recently uh, at Trinity College in Dublin, and we had the opportunity to go through the Book of Kells and uh, the the area of this huge, massive library, several stories, uh, with all these um, busts uh, sculptured of famous uh, individuals like Socrates and Einstein and Aristotle and so forth. And I had a moment of just being overwhelmed like that and sitting um, there just for a moment and saying, wow, God, you you cherish me. All these people that were such geniuses and brains, you cherish me enough that you want to you want to walk with me and you want to give me you want to give me this wisdom. And you have a way for me to get the wisdom and that's through the fear of the Lord, through trusting you and others. And you will give this wisdom and you will give influence. And it's so amazing just to sit there and to take that in and say, "Whoa, this is the treasure." Um, that we have. Well, we are going to uh, continue on in the wisdom of this character that God is making us into. Tremendous. And we will see you next week. Next week. Bye, guys. See ya. On the True Face Podcast.